0: I don't have music playing right now, but I could dance just thinking about today's guest because he is an inspirer and a supernova when it comes to dancing and moving his body in a way that I didn't know was possible. He looks like uh, a combination of Gumby meets hmm, a Disney princess meets the best... Chris Brown and Michael Jackson impersonation that you could come up with. And I hope that doesn't offend him on any level, but Joelle Casanova, y'all have to not only hear him speak today, you have to go check him out on all of his experiences. He has been on stage as a performing artist. He has his own company called the Beat Hunter Dance Studio. He is also connected to me even further than this podcast because he is my son, if you know him, he's rad. He can groove on his own, Cooper, his dance coach. And he's been doing it throughout this season of quarantine, and I'm so grateful for him. But ultimately, it's the connection to Jesus Christ. It's in his logo. It's in his voice. It's in his heart. It literally, he, not it, Jesus precedes him when he walks into a room. And I was so honored and touched by our time of just diving deeper into the calling on his life, the activation that he's propelled by saying yes to that God dream, the very God dream that I know you too potentially have brewing and stewing inside of you. You guys know I have the God dream design course, us, right? I'm hoping by now you've gotten a hint. Go check it out. Come join me on this high touch experience of discovering yourself. As Joel discovered himself, through so many life circumstances, through experience, but also through the expression of dance. And that, in and of itself, is a healing process. It's a healing journey. It's me standing on the side of the ocean, as I've shared with you before, as the whale reaches and I'm just worshiping in dance. There's so much to this conversation, and I hope you stay tuned for the duration of it. It is well worth it. Joelle, you are a treasure. And I am excited to introduce you to the Fit and Faith podcast community. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says for such a time as this, it's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love Whole Foods. I do have a Yolo side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that, so I'm wondering If you're wondering, what is this? Well, this is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you wanna call it. And I wanna be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit And who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Live and in action in the studio today, and I am so pumped to introduce you to a new friend of mine who has been in my. Kind of world of influence during the corona uh, virus situation. And I am Thanks. so glad because he has helped bring life into my home outside of the norm of what is going on with all things homeschooling and mothering and doing that. I'm still trying to foster our little ones' passions and also a little bit of my own. So, you guys, I'm so thrilled to introduce you to Joel Casanova, and he is the founder and designer of Beat Hunter Dance, and he's going to tell you all about it today, and uh, obviously, if you know anything about me, you know I have a little man who likes to move. Answer Joel. (laughs) Cooper and Joel are best buddies, and uh, yeah, we're going to go into a little bit of his backstory, how he's doing what he's doing. I want to hear more about the incredible program, the Connect, what is it? kinetic kinetic Kinetic. yes um i know i was gonna say kinesiology it's kind of the same but kinetic (laughs) yeah um so tell us a little bit about you thanks for being here yeah
1: of course um no it's it's actually funny because i was homeschooled so it's really funny that like the whole homeschool community is now on social media and they're like see now you know what it's like i'm like yes so cool i didn't realize that vengeance is the lord's
0: (laughs) that's so good
1: yeah so um i in. I mean, they're... We are muted for
0: some reason. Hold on. Joel! Corey's going, Joel! Stand by. For some reason, we're muted, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Can you hear us? Everyone is saying that we're <laughs> muted. Hey, are we muted? Can, no, I can hear you now okay good see ya <laughs> sorry y'all we gotta we gotta do this tech thing I've been doing virtual podcasts for the past few months and so I'm coming back into the studio and it's causing some interesting glitches for the new programs such as restream that is going live right now so we're live on Facebook YouTube tune in at any point. Joel is telling us about how he's been homeschooled and the crazy, like, component of it being now people's norms. So keep on.
1: No, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, that's just, like, one specific part of the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. That's like, it's, like, everyone's, like, oh, how do I teach my kids at home? And all the homeschool moms are, like, Yep. <laughs> you know, the superheroes, like, coming in to save the day. You know? And they like, are. I sharing mean, resources, like,
0: this is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And the collab of like, all of those people now being the fundamental space that we need as moms. They're the resource where before Mm -hmm. we're like, they're a little too crunchy for my liking. Now we're like, you're just the right amount of crunch.
1: That that (laughs) adjective, crunchy. Yes,
0: like I need your crunch. Come to my house and help me. So now with everything that they're saying, they're going to actually transition. A lot of people are not even going to send their kids back to school. Whoa. Based on either, like, their anxiety being, like, much calmer, they're not having to deal with bullying, uh, they are mm-hmm. able to teach themselves better in that environment. Me, I'm like, go to school, like you're going to have so much fun. But, yeah. yeah, there's so much to it. And you were a part of the personalization of our program, yeah.
1: so. No, and it's really crazy because that's that's what, um, that's basically the heart. Like, if you could say in one word, that's the heart behind B100 Dance. It's personalization. And so my goal is to basically connect in people's brains and in the dance world, like, okay, you are, you are a person. And everyone knows that your uniqueness is like totally individual. It's not like anything else yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And so I can t- like tell my students, um, okay, so there's only one of you yeah. ever. So, like, you're, like, a limited edition, if they're boys, I say action figure, if they're girls, I say, you know, it's, like, but it's, like, you are, like, a, with, like, kung fu grip. Yes. Like, you're, like the limited edition action <laughs> figure that everyone wants. That's good. And so, once you're gone, that's it. Yeah. Like, there's only one of you. So, like, everything that comes out of you when you're in the right path is, is un- copyable that's not even a word but it's like it's it's you can't be it can't be manufactured no it can't you know so you can try to copy someone else's identity and you can you know make up an identity that you're like well i don't like my life so i'm gonna make up this new person that's yeah that has the same name as me but it's totally not me
0: yeah
1: but i'm like no you don't understand this is so valuable like like the like the Pink Panther, you know, yes. the, the big diamond. It's like, there's only one. It's so good. You'll never be... Analogy. And so that idea, that's why the fingerprint is so...
0: It's so cool. And I don't so, know that you this yeah. about me, but the core creatives coaching program that i offer for women around their business so they come in and they're like i'm in this dream phase usually and they haven't quite activated that dream like that's my job that's where i come in as my superhero power is to say let's do this and let me uniquely understand how god has designed you so we can activate it further for the world to have that greater impact and part of the logo is it has an identity of a fingerprint as well Mm. and it's coming into understanding that we have to activate from that core we have to activate from that identity because if you don't
1: then you are
0: a mirror image of somebody else and you are doing something out of alignment with who you are and it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like it's connected you get burnt out you get overwhelmed you get all of the stressors that are on top of you versus when you're activated in a space that's uniquely yours god gives you that power he because you're trusting him with what he's Given you. Yes. It's so cool. And you've literally instilled that since day one with working with Cooper. That was like in the (laughs) first couple minutes, because you were like, dude, I'm going to teach you a bunch of things. But I want you to make it yours. Yeah, I don't want you to be me. That's not the point. Yes. And to teach a six, he's now seven, but he was six when he he first (laughs) started. It's like, that's crazy for them to understand. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, a lot of the things that they are involved in, especially at that young age, people try to mold them into what they think they should be, not to take away their individuality, but to say, you know, you need to sit here and you need to do this thing this activity. This yeah. is how you do this move. This is how you do this move. But dancing and art, and I was talking to another podcaster uh, recently, the arts are where God's expression really comes alive because he is so multifaceted.
1: Yeah. And it's a balancing act really because like Cooper being six or seven, yeah. they're, like, any any kid being six or seven is at like this perfectly moldable stage. So when they start taking to what you teach them, mm-hmm. it's, Almost too easy. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm. I'm. You might do be doing it from a healthy perspective, even, and, but you're still not allowing them to be themselves. So and true. And so to keep both of those in the same thing, that's why the whole identity aspect behind Beat Hunter is is like I don't want to, like you said, multifaceted. I don't want to, like cage you into one thing and if that cage looks like dancing it might be a cage that you want to get into right right but it's still a cage yeah you know it's yeah. i want you to be all the things like if you have this passion for engineering but yeah. you love dance like who told you that you couldn't do both yes you know like dancing so, like yeah. i had this blog post and yeah. um it's about uh, professional living room dancers and so the <laughs> idea is that like that's dance was something that we loved first yeah Dance is something that made us come alive. It yes. made us love and connect with music and connect with each other. Like then we decided, you know what? I can do this professionally. Yeah. I can make money off of this. Yeah. Like it wasn't the other way around. It wasn't this business venture that people under like found out that they love.
0: That's true. And so it's like when
1: people like when people say I'm a professional dancer, they have this specific like, you know, <laughs> chiseled physique and yeah. spandex and stage <laughs> makeup and lights and it's like that that's like one Component small of facet of the entire Such world it. of the of dancing professionally and so like first of all you don't need to dance professionally yeah. second of all if you do dance professionally it's supposed to look like how you dance professionally yeah like uh in the same way that i teach dancers to be themselves yeah right um i tell Dance business owners, like your dance business, should be just as unique as your dancing, which is just as unique as yourself. That's so cool. So So it's like versus
0: like a cookie cutter. Let's I'm gonna open a dance studio. Yeah,
1: like like, that's
0: awesome. What do you do that's different? Like tell me your competitive edge. Tell me your unique idea. Even
1: even in a even in a like less physical way like the audience members that you bring is like um that's good Mm -hmm. one of the this lady that i worked for her name was sean labby and so she had this specific um class called i am woman and so the whole idea was like helping women to accept themselves and accept their bodies and to be confident within themselves through the avenue of dance
0: that's cool and so it's like
1: look yeah you can you can love yourself but it doesn't have to be like this like clawing other people down like Making your way to the top, kind of thing. It's like just enjoy your dance yeah. and enjoy, like, encouraging other people. And that's like just a magnet that she had in her business that brought women that needed that that's to cool. her business. And so it's like her business, off from the outside, looked just like any other business. Like yeah. they, had, they had showcase at the end of the year. They had classes. Sure. They had different levels of ages. But when you saw the DNA of the people mm-hmm. that were her like clients or her constituents or yeah, her fam- dance family, like it's it's so her. That's so good. And so it's very it's very interesting that yeah. even even the people that you that God brings to your business should be just as unique as yours yeah yeah I think that's
0: so good it actually reminded me as you were talking about like um you know supporting other people and not calling others down obviously from the business perspective so many people can understand that um Mm -hmm. whether they're you know utilizing that and they're like I'm (laughs) trying to get to the top and so I'm gonna step on top or they're trying to support others but when you recently taught Cooper I had his cousin come in for the class and it was time for them in my brain it was always taught as a battle like a dance battle and I had to correct myself because Mm -hmm. (laughs) you were like Wait, 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 it's not really. And I was like, oh, nope, that's actually not yeah, I means yeah. like you're supporting him, pass the bat, like pass the torch over to him, yeah. pass the ball back. And so to think of it from a community mindset, just from the perspective of dance, like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a collection. And that's just like God would have, whether it's our businesses or whether it's our unique identities, and even in ethnicity, which we've talked about a lot lately on the podcast, or within our mm-hmm. culture or belief system, or even our taste buds, y'all. Like every single thing that is unique about us has purpose and so it's allowing ourselves to really explore that. So tell me because there's so much backstory to where you are today. Like let's 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 <laughs> oh, go <man>. back. <laughs> let's go back yeah. and you tell me like how did you when did you start dancing and how did that get infused to you? Tell us about your childhood and kind of some unique things about where you are now. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. No, especially because I was even thinking on this on like driving over I was like, "So there's a lot to me. So how are we gonna start from the beginning? Like yeah. this podcast is gonna be hours." <laughs> but uh, okay, so um, up until the age of eleven, I did not know what dance was at all. Like I knew what dance yeah, was, sure, sure. but I wasn't like Personally. I wasn't. No, I had no idea what this whole dance universe you wow. know, held. Um, so it's actually really funny. This there's so much to this so my parents got divorced in 2007 okay i was 10 years old Mm -hmm. the next year i'm 11 and that's when i got introduced to dance because my mom my brother and i moved to a different church okay and so moving to the different church that that year that we moved there was the first year that they included a dance team like they had a kids choir they're like let's try a dance team and they're like yeah we're having auditions and i was like i'm down sure why not it. yeah and so i remember i remember exactly where i was we had we were in this gymnasium and they were calling out names of people who had made the dance team and so they're like Casanova?" and i stood up and i was like cool you know i had no idea the gravity <laughs> right. of what i was stepping into wow. you know um so fast forward um they brought in they had the dance team i was like this is like yeah. I had stepped into Narnia, you know, I was like, Love what it. is this? Yeah. And so <clears throat> they brought in this actual dance choreographer, um, who was going to start a studio with the youth group leaders, with one of the youth group leaders. And they're like, Hey, we're starting a studio. So here, take the business cards. And I exploded at least internally. I yes. know, I'm not sure if I exploded out externally <laughs> yeah. um, to them, but I went to my mom and I was like, mom, we got to do this. Blah blah. blah. So, recently, yeah. very recently, my mom had just become a single mom. Right, right. And so... Yeah, so finances,
0: yeah. Yeah, got yeah. You. So,
1: and then dance finances are, like, yeah. two totally ends of the spectrum. So, like, we're not, like, you know, Rolling. blowing our noses with <laughs> Benjamins, you know? So, we're, we're like, we walk into the dance studio and we're, like, got, wow, that's... A lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. You know? And so, we waited for, like, until I was about 13. Wow. So, my dad chipped in, we saved up money, and then on top of it, us going to that studio and then uh, them being a Christian dance studio, even yeah. though they weren't, like, faith-based, sure. they were they were run with, um, I guess, faith-based principles. Yeah, about know? that. So there's a lot of people who, a lot of, a lot of Jewish people, actually, yeah. went to that studio. So there's, like, a lot of people, like, we performed at their like synagogues or, like, um, cool. Jewish, like, non-profits and things like that. Yeah. So it was really also a ministry opportunity to people who were there that were Jewish or not Jewish, who were, Definitely. like, you know, Okay, you guys like Jesus, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, just exploring just to dance, your faith, you know?
0: ex- uh, Sure, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's really cool stuff. But and they were very, they knew us and our situation. So right. um, I eventually started working at the studio, um, basically, you know, performing at bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and things like that. And quinceaneras and just parties in general. Because that was another side business at yeah. Fenton, the choreographer. Um, had and so I was like using dance to fund my dance that's which awesome. was like a dream come true yes. um, yeah
0: and that's basically like an entrepreneurial journey like at 13 14 like that yeah. you didn't even realize you were probably yes. doing you were just yes. doing it and now in hindsight you're like man god you knew what you were doing now look at you now it's like Insane. so cool
1: yeah and even even like I'm actually on my podcast I'm actually about to talk about this season of my life yeah so it's really funny because I I discovered, like, we were basically there to host the party. So right. we were basically like making up small moves so people could follow along too because they're like, I don't know what to do. And we got brought people out and yeah. you know, did different stuff and played games and basically made them feel comfortable so they could actually dance. And so, yeah. the party That's went such a you great know? idea. So that skill was like kind of like feeding into this, this dance instructor like mentality that I had. Yeah. that. I don't get phased when people say they don't dance. Sure. Like, I don't dance. Like, sure. That's fine. <laughs> and so like, I, I have this, this, I mean, this gift from God, but like yeah. this mentality that it's like when people say I don't dance, they just leave them alone. Like, well, you can sit in the corner. Yeah. Like, ah, come on. Like, yeah, we can do this. And like, I don't like so yeah, force. torment people. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's, that's a whole, there's a line there, you know? Right, right. But like when it comes to kids in my class and they're like, Right. frozen right and like their parents are like i'm so sorry like he's usually really you know like you know he's really outgoing at, at the house i'm like yeah because it's your house yeah like, he doesn't know what this is he of doesn't course. know me you know of course and so like and so like all these kids in in classrooms like i have this this i'm not phased by the the frozenness yeah. which i was presented with at the age of like 13 14 yeah. 15 yeah especially like, at a
0: bar mitzvah when you're around your family and you're already yeah, like no, i moved like a robot like, like i don't like, want to no, dance right, yeah and then right. all of them were
1: like it's like a bar mitzvah so like you like turn 13 i believe so yeah like, it's like everyone is that age sure and so they're all in that awkward middle school <laughs> stage where they're like either you don't yeah. know that you look awkward or right. you're painfully aware <laughs> that you look massively awkward so like there's no there's no good you're trying to yeah, no, this. You're like, no, I can't possibly I'm like, do no, this. she's gonna hate me if I start dancing. <laughs> yeah. All that That's stuff. So but yeah, funny. so it was, it's it's like this Yeah. This like pulling out of people yeah. that God was really setting a foundation for. Yeah. And then going into the studio itself was just like boot camp. Yeah. You know, like it was it was like giving me this twofold thing. First, like it was training me in like dances about yeah. your body. So you need to control this tool. Right. You know? Um on the flip side, we are also um, a completely hip-hop studio. So we didn't have any other... Well, later on, we added contemporary, but yeah. it was all hip-hop for okay. a long time. And so... Is that
0: local? No, that's in Texas. Like, that's in Texas. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I just realized that. You yeah. moved here at 18. So this is pre age yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll get to that yeah, yeah, yeah. in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was
0: thinking about it. I'm like, hold on.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we, we were faith-based slash all hip-hop and so we which
0: that in and of itself which
1: some people don't they like that goes together <laughs> yeah.
0: but and i actually walked through that even as i came into my faith and uh-huh. i had i mean i danced when i was younger and it was all hip-hop oriented mm-hmm. and also through gymnastics which is a whole nother component of dance well, yeah. um but i always thought like Dance and your body are meant for this specific thing and not an exploration of faith by any means. I also went to like a normal white church. And so even, <laughs> and i White has that nothing
1: that, to do with I mean, whether you can dance or not. but is, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. What
0: I mean is like, the, even Sunday, like worship, we, before I even understood the relationship with God, was like, they didn't even raise their hands. Okay. It was like awkward, like, are they clapping to the right beat or are they not clapping to the right beat? Well, I actually fighting. had the beat, right? <laughs> but yeah. beyond that, I was like, okay, this is it. So when I came into my faith, I walked into a Pentecostal church. And when that happened, I was just shocked by the movement and the exploration and the excitement of everything that happens inside the understanding and the relationship with with God. And he sees you in that expression, and it's okay, and it's a good thing, and it's not a secular, like, not clean component. And yet, at the same time, I felt like I can't move. I'll just go left. To write. And as I've come into my faith and understanding, like, God created me this way as a desire to move. And when a beat comes on, I don't care what the words say. I would have a desire to, like, express myself. And so now being able to utilize it for worship and understanding that there are so many hip hop Christian artists out there that just will, like, it's always in our house. Me and my son get to explore dance in such a new way that I was never introduced to. So when I found you and discovered that. You have a heart for the Lord. I didn't know if like you put that into your music or anything or your dance, but I knew mm-hmm. if that is your heartbeat, then it's gonna come out regardless yeah. and it surely does, which is such a like beautiful thing to watch and witness. yeah, you're and so encouraging
1: th- like a lot of people kind of skip over the verses in the Bible where it says mm-hmm. he commands the people to praise them with dance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and so I think what really what the reason that is is because there's so many times like i don't know just talking to god myself yeah where i'm trying to say something yeah and i'm like like just you be honest with it. god you know and uh. I just can't like you know talk with him and i'm like Dah. and i i can talk Tongue-tied. you know but it's like it's like when there's so much going on inside uh, of yourself I that. and you're like I that. Yeah. you know and so it's really interesting because like even mm-hmm. cognitively i want like if i'm like like even just seasons that God is taking me through right now, that yeah. I'm confused on why things are happening, oh. and I'm like why? What are you taking me through this for? So and I want to say that and question God, like not yeah. in like a rebellious way, of but in like a.
0: But he wants us to question him. He comes to the table with answers every time. Yeah, and yeah. so
1: it's like I want to ask, but cognitively I'm like, I know that you have a reason for this. So right. because I grew up in church, yeah. So it's like i i know that i can i can reason away certain yeah. things so dance kind of i think god commanded us to praise him with dance because it cuts past wow the cognitive ability and goes straight from the heart to the body to him
0: that's so good, you know Joelle. and so it's that's like so i can
1: just put on a song and instead of trying to talk to you i just move yeah you know and it's like i'm moving through everything and then at the end I'm like do you know what i mean god and he's like absolutely got it yeah no words were said but he's like i just feel and he's like yeah let's talk about that
0: which go into it because this is how when i discovered you and i was showing cooper for the first time and my husband what it is and how you were dancing i got um the first thing that came through my feed was when you were doing the expression of people's poetic verse Mm, during this time of covid and other regent students correct
1: uh, ODU students. Yeah, yeah ODU yeah. students. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I was just like blown away by that. And it literally speaks exactly to that expression and the ability to to feel and, and process emotion mm. based on movement.
1: Yeah. it. To be completely honest, a lot of them used free verse. Yeah. So it's basically like talking. There's no oh, rhyming. I
0: didn't realize that.
1: Yeah. And so for me, that was massively abstract like i'm very literal when it comes to dance i'm yeah. like what i hear becomes my body and vice versa right. it's like i hear something and it immediately gets translated into what my muscles my body is are, is are doing yeah sure. and my body parts are doing yeah and so doing free verse was very very abstract for me but it helped me kind of connect to the person that is speaking mm-hmm. so i instead of thinking okay what are they saying how are they saying it I connected with what they're trying to communicate, mm-hmm. and then was then with that as the core, the surrounding like you know like the chocolate and the M and M candy coating yes. you know it's like the candy coating is what they're saying yeah and so like specifically Good. um like there's one about this lady who is half Filipino mm-hmm. and so she talks about her cultural yeah. background so she goes to her grandparents' house and then they come back home and poetically like wash off. The culture and the accent okay. like her dad picks up the accent that he used to know and then his accent goes away when he comes yeah. back home wow and so he they come back and they take a shower to wash off the smell of the really ethnic mm. food and then they're like the soap goes down the drain but so does the accent oh, and so it was like heartbreaking oh my, yeah it's, it's horrible it, but yeah, yeah. and like, so but it was like in this very endearing kind of way yeah. that it's like i want to continually go back yeah it's even so though i know i'm going to come back to my own culture quote yeah. unquote and so, to kind of communicate that connection because i 'm a first generation Puerto Rican, yeah, right, so all my cool. family was born in Puerto Rico, and me and my brother were born, oh, going back to that timeline I know, we were so we were born-, like we, were so born in Chi- we were born in Chicago, yeah, and then when my brother was eight, and I was four, we moved yeah. to Texas, okay, so yeah. raised in Texas, <laughs> so the greatest cool. country in the world <laughs> um so yeah, and so it's like and then we moved to um Virginia for college, but yeah. And so it's, it's like being first generation, we understand, Mm -hmm. me and my brother understand that and other people understand that idea of like, I get you. Like there's this like dual vision. Like it's almost like having like glasses that have two different prescriptions Mm -hmm. in it that you're like, you see through like the United States culture in one and you see through the Puerto Rican culture or other culture, whoever you are. And so it's like, you just have to like close one eye to see the world in different Yeah. That's a really weird analogy. No, it's it's actually
0: really beautiful because I imagine like God's heart would be for you to be able to have a bifocal. Right? Yeah. or a trifocal yeah and not have these two separate identities but just as we said at the forefront like he wants all of us to come to the table when we're doing something that we're passionate about and living out our life of purpose yeah. he wants you to have that expression of your first generation Puerto Rican mm-hmm. self as well as your American culture and being able to blend that and and letting that be a part of the heartbeat of your individualized teaching so that people yeah. can always revert back to their past but also see like this vision of where they going and there's like so much beauty in it so yeah I don't think it's a weird analogy at all oh
1: yeah thank you yeah so <laughs> yeah good. I kind of I use analogies for everything you so do like, and my husband like, does too so I'm like that's on. so does good that make sense? Like, it makes sense in my brain because I said <laughs> it but like are people gonna no
0: it's so good it's so good
1: but yeah so like even going doing that and like expressing that poem that she did yeah a spoken word piece or poem or whatever yeah through that I was able to kind of like Organize or reorganize or reshift or align, whatever word you want to use, my own perspective through that and my own cultural background through that. So, which is a beautiful thing about dance as well, because, like, thing when God tells us to praise Him in the Word, right? So He says singing, dancing, using these instruments, etc., etc. And so He didn't just say to the Israelites; He's like talking to. If you're reading this, you should be praising me through dance, kind of thing. And so it's like. Someone from, like, India versus someone from America versus someone from Africa versus someone from South America. Like, we all have these different cultural backgrounds that God can connect to. Yeah. And so it's, like, in that same way of connecting your cultural background with your dance, you can praise the Lord with your past and with your background. Yeah. And so it's, like, but it's coming all for the glory of him. Like, it's all... Funneling, yeah, you know?
0: it's so good. So it's really. Interesting. I think it's neat because, just as you were saying, like you can travel the world, and just as love is a universal love language, and you hear that, is mm-hmm. dance and music are the same because every culture has their own rhythm and their own style of dancing and like all of it is good. It's just a matter of them not having been introduced to another facet or another concept or another beat. And so that's why when you blend those different cultures and you blend those different understandings of worship, it be just like I did with like the church and the church and like I believe the heart of what God would want us to do and have us express in love. Is ad, I one of my like core values is travel for the sense of cultural and giving that to my children because I didn't have it is to go around the world and know that like as we love people we can also experience love with them through dance through music and I think that there's nothing better than having that like ball pass like you were talking about yeah. versus that that um, battle that. If I was in some sort of setting, let's say it's in Africa and they're doing their tribal dance, if if Coop and I got in there, yes. they're going to, you know, rally around that idea, just like we're rallying around their ideas and their expression of love. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of now, just like you say. Adopting it as your own and saying that move was so cool. I've got my ne- nephew walking around the pool doing his little worm arm yes. thing, <laughs> and it's so cool because it's just him. And and it, just think that that's so necessary for people to understand that if they can get outside of that like robotic seat. That I feel like we're asked to sit in and come out and like express yourself in a new way. You you end up getting in touch with emotions you didn't know that you had, speech that you didn't know you have. I love that you said you talk to God like that because... To me, God speaks to me through vision. I don't have to say words. If I'm like imagining something, imagining an outcome perhaps of something I'm having a trouble in yeah. or a relationship, he'll he'll give me an image back of what he would see that relationship be, how he would like to see it evolve. And I then have that as my vision of action okay, God, here's your response. I'm going to walk towards it. And it's Mm -hmm. the same way with you being able to say, like, I'm angry about this. Let me dance it out. I know what the answer is, God. I already have read and studied your word, but I just need to let this out to you versus saying it and complaining to somebody else and not having any Mm -hmm. forward momentum.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really interesting, like getting connected to emotions that you didn't realize that you had. Mm -hmm. So like, um... In the past, like, so, I said, my parents got divorced in 2007. My dad passed away then in 2013. Mm -hmm. So between junior and senior year of high school. Yeah. So it was really interesting because connecting to dance on an emotional level allowed me to not cope, but actually get healing in that, in the midst of it, instead of, like, an after effect. Like, okay, this traumatic thing happened, and then I'm going to get healing afterwards. It was like I was able to process it in the moment instead of having to heal from it afterwards so good. and so it's now kind of the flip side like god was preparing me for that because i was what 17? Yeah, 17 16 17, 17. Yeah. i was 16 turning 17 that yeah. summer and so it was like i didn't i had no idea like if god were to be like this is gonna happen yeah. but it's it's now now he's kind of i'm grown i've grown in my relationship with the lord so now it's kind of like He's kind of treating me like a young adult that I am. So he's like, okay, now, instead of preparing you ahead of time, I'm just going to take you through this journey. You know what to do and how to walk through it. So really, it's a robotic seat that we're put into, granted. But it's so much harder than it looks to get out of the robotic seat. And we, we know to get up out of these chains is better Mm -hmm. i know i want to do it i know that i'm in it and i know that this is bad yeah but then you stay yeah you know and so it's like because it's like stepping into a realm that we don't even realize like we don't know what to do like i've done x y and z but now we're rewinding the team all the way back to a it's like well i never learned a i learned x y and z what am i supposed to do with this and god's like you're not supposed to know what's supposed to happen like This revelation that happened to me uh, that I got from the Lord, like, a couple days ago was, like, God is in charge of the maturing process. Yeah. And so it's, like, he's not just in charge of the maturing journey. Like, the timing of the process and the maturing is in his hands. So good. So it's, like, I'm, like, God, I'm doing all these things. I'm freaking out. Yeah. And God's, like, you're not supposed to know this. Yeah. So stop beating yourself up because you don't know it. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to know. That's why I'm taking you through this. Yeah. And like I was reading, like Jesus uh, talking to his disciples, and a lot of times Jesus is kind of a savage. You know, he's kind of like, blah. And you're like, man, that's <laughs> kind of harsh, isn't yeah. it? And I re- like the Holy Spirit kind of like told me while I was reading the Gospels, he was like. Jesus was is not afraid to tell you what you don't have because that's the only way that you know that that's the only way you're gonna get it. Yeah. Because if you don't know what you don't have, you're not gonna be looking for it. Yeah. And so God has no problem with telling us, hey, oh you have little faith. Yeah. He's like, you have no faith. And it's like, wow <laughs> And it's like, yeah, but you didn't know that until I told you. Yeah. And not in like a condescending like facetious way. He's not human like yeah, we are. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's sure. not he's not malicious like we can be yeah it's like you don't have faith yeah or you don't know this and that's okay, it, that's why I'm right. telling you, because I want you to know this. Right,
0: and it's just like, my, I'm thinking of Cooper again, I'm thinking of Waverly, and like, they truly don't know. Where like, as an adult, you feel like, I should know I that. I should have known that, And man. therefore, you <laughs> carry this guilt or shame man. around your relationship yes. with the Lord. But my children actually don't know. So when I'm teaching them something, their eyes are widened, and then their ears are open, and their heart and hands are open, and they're like, okay, this is truth. And that Mm. is where it's so easy and like supple. I think of just like honey saplings like for kids and why God literally tells us to have childlike faith so that we can receive and we can be nurtured by it and we can understand with such willingness and openness versus this understanding of looking at him through our shame and our guilt. That we put on ourselves.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, John 17. Yeah. Um, Saint, uh, Jesus talking to the Father and he's like, sanctify them through your truth. Mm-hmm. Your word is truth. Yeah. And so, like, he wants to talk with us yeah. and he wants to tell us the truth. And that's going to expose things that we don't know. Right. And so, like, that's that's really been really my whole dance journey with wow. B. Hunter, with Joel Casanova and everywhere in between. Like so many things god revealing things that i don't know and so like in the i'm going in the process i'm in right now it's like i don't know what to do and it's like you've been going through this your whole life you've been being you you've been in a place where you don't know your whole life yeah. and it's like look at the lilies look at the grass look at the sparrow no yeah. matter compared yeah. to you And so it's like, I'm going to give you what you need. And that means things that you don't know. Yeah. And so it's like me realizing, like, I took the identity of like, so dancing through high school, everyone's like, you know, you're not smart. You're fun. You can't be smart and fun. And so I was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. And so I went with it. You know, like I said in the last podcast, I was like, uh, I didn't have anyone speaking the opposite. So I just took that identity. So God's (laughs) like, Hey, did you know that you're smart? Hey, did you know that you like learning? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. And wow. this is me. You know, it's like, hey, did you know that you like using dance to educate kids? Wow. I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. And so like God throwing me into these situations of like, Ooh,
0: that's so good. God, I don't
1: know what to do. And he's like,
0: perfect. I do. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I want Stay you. Stay there. You know, right. it's like,
1: like continually revealing it. Oh, and it's that's like, so that's where the communication comes in. Yeah, because like, it
0: comes at the exact same expense when somebody else implants my children with a concept that is not true. And now they come to me and they're telling me what they know. And I'm like, sorry, that's actually not correct. And I now have to strip them of what they think is true to teach them the truth. And it's a much more difficult process. So if we were to go to God and say, oh, I know what's ahead. I know what's around this corner. He'll be like, wait a second, who told you that? Just like they did in the garden. Who told you you were naked? Nobody. T- I didn't. It,
1: it definitely wasn't me. And so, so that's going like on?
0: such an incredible concept that I actually never really thought about. I mean, I understand that we don't know and we, we shouldn't know because mm-hmm. it would change the trajectory of all of our actions and all of our faith. We would not have to have that faith. We would just be like, OK, God, thanks for that. I'll work my way. And in five years, once it comes to fruition, I'll pray again. that's not where he wants us he wants us as that small child so that he can constantly be teaching us and my like concept and tagline is like so that we're always becoming because Mm -hmm. we should always be becoming and if we're stagnant if we're stuck in that chair and we don't have the availability to move he then can't transform us from glory to glory to glory because we're sitting in the same exact space of what is unknown and yet People can't see the glory of God if you're stuck and you're still. It's like if you were a mime, right, and, like, you just stayed frozen. So you see a mime on the side of the street, you're like, gosh, they have so much potential. What's going to happen? What is the storyline going to be? And instead of them ever expressing themselves, they just stayed frozen like a statue. You would be like, that's kind of boring. They're not, (laughs) like, living up to the potential or they're not living up to what God had planned for them in such a small, minute way. But, like, imagine if you never moved like you would be 11 years old walking through this divorce and then fast forward to when your dad passed away and had no expression of therapy, no expression of grieving process mm. that he gifted you that prior to you even knowing that you were going to need it in such a way that you have. Yeah. Now adopting and giving that on to people and like I see it in my son already. Like it's so amazing. Wow. It's so I cool. I like it so much. i know, it's so <laughs> oh, much fun. Man. I can't wait for you guys to be together. It's going to be electrifying. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't. I'm just like I'm just I need to grow out my hair. Yeah. So that it's to the glory that Cooper's is (laughs) when we first meet, and then everything will just explode. The cosmos will just... So
0: good. It's so true. So (laughs) great. I love him. Um, So tell me, so here we are, you've kind of come, tell us where you were from Texas to Virginia, because I loved when you shared with (laughs) me when we first met about like kind of following in the footsteps of your brother and what that looked like, and now how that's transformed your all's relationship and your family. Do you feel like you've been sitting on the dream God has given you for far too long? Do you feel out of alignment or obedience because of it? Or perhaps you've been spinning your wheels on how to answer God's call, but can't quite define or design it into a business? Maybe you've titled this God dream a ministry, one you wholeheartedly give all of your time and energy to, yet your passion isn't providing the profit you need to sustain your home, your first ministry. Do you struggle with the idea of earning money doing something you believe he'd want you to do in servanthood? Do you feel unworthy as a woman to possess wealth? Y'all, I get it. I've been in every one of those shoes, and I can promise you the moment I traded those worn-out sandals for his intended comfort, I was able to finally walk the miles it has taken to grow the dream from ideation to activation catapulting my true passions into my full purpose. And now, while I've had a joy to group coach many women over the past couple of years in a group setting, I still sense there are missing straps to their well-made shoes. So I designed this course, the God Dream Design Course, to walk alongside you intimately until you've claimed the gift of the shoes He has always wanted for you. You're probably wondering if this is the surefire way to claim your roots and discover your wings as a kingdom entrepreneur, why are we talking about shoes? Well, these aren't Nikes, they aren't Yeezys, or whatever the kids call them these days, and I am not giving you sandals like Hermes either. God's shoes truly fly. God's shoes have limitless soles that never wear down they are promised to get you where he has shown you that you were intended to be. So come along for the ride, get out of that stuck analysis paralysis state of limitation and develop the mindsets methods and models to bring to life the vision he has planned for you before you were knit in your mother's womb. Sign up today for your self-paced program where I will actually provide you live coaching a community of women to walk this journey alongside a package of goodies right at your doorstep, and many more incredible deliverables. You can find all of the details on my site at tamraandress.com. Don't forget, Tamra is T-A-M-R-A. I got the good version. Thanks, mom. But really, girls, it's time to fly. I promise it's as spring as it sounds. See you soon.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um. That was so just surface level yeah uh, we were i was in this transition of going into an uh a, a dance company called ingredients mm-hmm. and so i was in the process of doing that it didn't work out And i was like god what the heck and he was like go to virginia and i was like well, okay and so i i remember the night that that happened i went to my mom because we were in we were staying in, we were in puerto rico visiting my mom's parents okay my and so we were taking care of them because yeah. they're like getting up there and so we. We had separate rooms. Me and my brother stayed in one room mm-hmm. and then um, my mom was in another room. So I went to her room, we were about to go to sleep. I was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, what did God tell you? He said it was kind of crazy, like what happened? And I was like, he said to move to Virginia. And like the first words out of her mouth were, oh my God, Hosai's gonna think we're following him. Ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, facts, oh, God, such I facts. Yeah. And so then uh, he's like, yeah. And so we processed the whole thing. And she's like, just make sure you tell us that. And so I go into the next room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I told him the whole thing. I like, God wants me to move to Virginia. And his dad goes, awesome. Let's oh, do it. And I was yes. like, <laughs> I <cried. laughs> And so, we didn't actually cry, but it was very emotional. but, and so it was just, and it's just so crazy because generationally, yeah. our whole family has been like, had this constant generational thing of like, okay. well, you did this to me and I did this to you and we just don't talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how long has it been since you talked with your brother? Mm, 60 years-ish. What? It's like 60 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And so it's like this constant, like, hitting the reset button mm-hmm. that, like, me moving to Virginia and living in the same house with my mom and my brother is, like, wow. helping.
0: Generational curses. Yeah. like
1: again. It's, like, breaking all those change, wow. chains that we didn't even, we, we know are there, but we don't really know are there. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I realize, like, I really want to know more about my family history but like I don't need to know. Yeah. I really don't. Like it's it's it might help to like be more strategic, mm-hmm. but as long as like as we're following God in this in this growth process and in mm-hmm. this like sanctification process, mm-hmm. we're constantly learning more about ourselves and about who the other person is. And so like we're constantly realizing how God is making us work together and how God is making us love each other and what that's supposed to look like and it's like, if it's almost like, like you said with Cooper, like if someone told him, Hey, this is what this is. And he comes to you and he's like, Hey, did you know that X? And he's like, that's not true. Exactly. And so it's like knowing all the details and the horrible things in our past would almost be like us knowing how not to do it and then learning how to do it and god's like why don't you just learn how to actually be real brothers yeah instead of having to go through and live through the back the bad side Mm -hmm. and then go through and then try to unlearn what you learned and then okay for example god being super amazing just the sovereignty like he wanted to move to before he went to region he wanted to go to the new york film academy okay and so, because he, he went through film school, and yeah. then he went to law school, which is a whole story. <laughs> you should interview him on this podcast, because, really- <laughs> oh my goodness, he has stories. <laughs> that awesome. But he was going to go to New York, and yeah. me being a hip-hop dancer, I was like, I'm going to go to LA. So we were literally going to go opposite directions. Wow. I mean, on opposite coasts wow. of the United States, and then not be, and then have to go through the process that God wanted to go through us, go take us through right. while that was happening, and not having each other to back each other up. so good. And so instead, we both went to two different... We went to Virginia, which is neither of us expected to go. And then we're living in the same house, which neither of us expected to happen. (laughs) And now we're going through these processes that we couldn't have foreseen without God telling us. And now we have each other to lean on. on. And it's just like...
0: That's so good. He's and you're like, speaking I have a prophetically to me right now, which you don't know. Oh, but awesome. But <laughs> some things going on in my personal life and that mm-hmm. have been going on specifically with my actual blood brother. Yeah. And we're in this process of, like, coming back together. And it's been emotional and mm-hmm. interesting and, like... Knowing ultimately, I have known since the get go that like when we are together, we're forced to be reckoned with. Our entire family is, and mm-hmm. yet the enemy has been trying to break us apart like so hard for the past few years. And so I've been leaning into this expression and understanding of us coming back into unity after walking through the hard things and saying like, "Not today, Satan," and to yes. be a force and to literally like stand up on his behalf and. Say, stand up on my own and us be able to walk out like what God has in this next season together. And so I think that there's so much power to that because I do know plenty of people who have said, you know, just cut your ties or, you know, if it's bad for you or if people are taking your energy or any of these things, like you can move on without them. And literally Mm -hmm. in my heart of hearts, it's been such a trying process because I'm like, that is not God's will for me. That is not God's will for my family. It's so much more than people, anybody could understand. And I don't know, again, just like you said, I don't know what God has in store for that, but I know it's more than what the world says that it is. And so it's really cool to see a family actually doing that. And for as I transition into that space with my family, us exploring our faith together and knowing who God is through that, I get to be like this amazing um, steward of God's word through example and and Cooper even being able to do that, which is so amazing because he's just, he blows people's minds. And I think if I can just continue, just like you're continuing to impart to him and in the things that he should know, like that brotherly love, like the fact Mm -hmm. that family is everything. And ultimately we're all in the same family under God. And so that connectivity and that community, and really through expression, because we all have that ability to express, we're all connected. And there doesn't have to be this fragmentation that we are so commonly, you know, surfaced with and, and exposed to on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing about unity, yeah. especially um, even at the core of it mm-hmm. is identity. Mm-hmm. Because, like, okay, we're part of the body of Christ. Yeah right? So it's like, I want to reconcile with my brother, my mm-hmm. uncle, or my father, or my sisters, or cousins, or whatever. Like, I'm an I, and you're a hand. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know, or if I'm trying to not be an I, and you're trying to not be a hand, we can't ever have full unity, because unity also means being connected to God and who we are, and then being connected to each other and who we are. So, good. so it's like, Okay, yeah, we're reconnecting. I'm a hand and you're a hand. But it's like, no, you're an eye. Yeah. And God's like, no, you're an eye. That's the point. And so it's like, and your cousin is a foot. And they're trying to be a foot and you're trying to be an eye. And that is how you're going to really, yes. which is just massively humbling. Yes. Because it's like, first of all, we don't know what we, what we think we know. Right. And then God's like, it's okay let me show you, you're an I, this is what you, how I created you, and this is why I created you this way, yeah. i the potter and the clay, yeah. but then it's humbling because, like I said, the core of Beat Hunter is using dance as an avenue to help people discover and solidify and develop their identity, and so it's like, oh yeah, you need to know who you are so you can be the best dancer you can be, and God's like, no, <laughs> like, I will help you be the best dancer you can be, but if... You end up, like I said, told to Cooper, if you end up being like me, my entire job has been to waste. Yeah. Like, you've wasted your money yeah. because he's someone that he's not supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm constantly trying to, like, okay, now take this and make this you. Yeah. And so, it's like when God is showing me, like, okay, you need to help people learn to dance to discover their identity, I'm helping people discover their identity, I'm helping them discover who they're supposed to be in relation to each other because like an eye will relate to the foot in a completely different way than an eye will with a hand or a hand will with a hand. So good. And so it's like you'll never have unity without that true identity or you won't have true unity without that true identity. Yeah. So God's like identity is the key. Yes, it is. And I'm so like, is. oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's and that's so your, much, Yeah, it's, your it's your like, logo. Yeah, it's like and that's why yes. the the, the crosshairs, the, cross the reticule right? is inside of the identity yes. cuz that is the goal. So good. And it's like I'm, con- I'm just constantly humbled because it's like when I find little small aspects yeah. of what this what the like the, the ripple effect that you getting identity through dance has I'm just like I could never have done this yeah like I wanted to go to LA and perform in like commercials and yeah. theater shows like yeah it's so much bigger than me right it's so much bigger and so like how can I do something bigger than me without God yeah I can't,
0: can't, I can't at all,
1: and so it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, and its
0: I think the most amazing part of it, and it's the journey of life, it's the journey of relationship, it's the journey of knowing oneself, and knowing oneself through the lens of of our father, it is just a step in the direction towards him every single day, Hmm. and it's the knowing that we're not going to know, and the confidence in stepping into his will for our lives without knowing. And that's exactly what you're doing, which is so incredible to see. And I'm, I'm so excited to like, have been, I don't even, I mean, you've been in dance for years, decades now. And so it's not like it's going anywhere. (laughs) This is just the beginning and the foundation for it. And so Mm. I'm just amazed that you're, and the fact that you're rooted in what you are and who you are now, like that ripple effect is just going to have that much more of a capability to expand to nations because It's starting there versus you having to fumble into it later. I did that so yeah. I can understand <laughs> but I'm, I'm just like super <laughs> grateful for everything that you're doing and, and leaning into that and just being a steward of his word and I'm grateful that Regent brought you to Virginia yeah. your brother brought you to Virginia and I don't know what the next steps are you don't either right
1: No, that, that's kind of the point <laughs> at this point you know, so it's like... it
0: is. So share with like people because I want people to come along this journey with you too like how can they get connected with you yeah. how can they understand and develop their identity alongside you
1: um okay so just very logistically yes anything that has the name beat hunter dance Mm -hmm. that's yours it's (laughs) fine okay so (laughs) b-a-t-h-u-n-t-e-r dance yeah um so all that is connected to me i have dance lessons i have a podcast i have a blog connected to the website Um, i'm doing online classes which are personal so it's like instead of having a classroom of people that I'm talking to, I have you.
0: Yep, it's really and That's cool. it, that's
1: like, it's just me and you. So, I, Which is, sometimes we, as dance instructors, we want big people because we kind of think about ourselves. It's uh-huh. like, oh, look at all these people who are yeah. at my class. I can help all these people. And that's how we phrase it. And yeah. it's like, mm. like, how much are you yeah. really helping where's them? Yeah, where's ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so it's like, it's really about them. Yeah. So who, who cares how many people are in there yeah. if it's about helping your students? Side note. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really been amazing to be able to like hone in on one person yeah. through the online classes. Um for me, like if you to come along with this journey, first of all I love talking to people. You know, so like like I said in my last podcast, which is the Beat Hunter Dance Gallery, so like that's what I'm talking about more in depth about cool. where I came from in the first season. Yeah. And i move on to how you can become yourself awesome. in other seasons and combine the identity that God gave you with your gifts. And I'm using it in the sense of dance, but it's like, it can relate to so many other Absolutely. things. Absolutely, And, um, yeah, like, not in, like a weird, like, anti-establishment kind of way, but like question everything. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, um, this is what I think about X. This yeah. is what I think about church, about relationships, about women, about men, about, Jobs, about careers, about rest, about you know, identity. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, where did it really come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and having that's really the journey that I'm kind of going on without stopping to it's like you don't have to go on a hiatus in order to answer these questions. Yeah. in fact, it's really the opposite, it's so much harder, but God wants us to be to learn these lessons in the context of what we're doing yeah. because it's like, okay, this is what you think about relationships. Now let's go to a cabin in Virginia in the middle of the woods and let me talk to you about relationships. Mm-hmm. And then you have to apply it later. Yeah. Like that's, that's so ineffective. Yeah. You know, it's like you can learn about these things and God will show you things ahead of time yeah. or in the past. But like when you're going through something right now, yeah. it's like, it's like Jesus is like you need to be like this little ch- be like become like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven and people who are like this this little child will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven he wasn't doing that in the mountains he wasn't doing that when he was on the on the boat with the disciples alone yeah he took a child and put them he says he says he took a child and put him in the midst of them and said you must become like this child and it's like you can't escape You can't escape at that point. Like, Jesus is like, you see this kid? Yeah. That's how you need to be. Yeah. You need to trust me. You need to lean on me. You need to understand that you don't know. And you need to accept things that I give you. Mm. Like, I want to bless you. Like, they were, like, bringing children to Jesus so that he could bless them. And the disciples were like, no, no, no. And he's like, what are you doing? I want to bless you as a child. And if you become like this child, you're allowing me to bless you. Yeah. And, like, what that really looks like is maybe totally different from what we think in our minds, but it's, like, in the context of everything is where you find your identity, Mm -hmm. which is, like, dance is all connected to action. It's, like, if you're not moving, you're not dancing. Dance is movement. So it's, like, it's literally in an action, you're discovering your identity. So you can take that analogy and put it into real life That while you're going to your job, while you have kids. While your wife is pregnant, while your husband is on a work trip, while you're together, while you're on your honeymoon, while, you know, your, your brother is dying, while your parents are getting a divorce, while blah, 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 like all this stuff is happening. And God's like, I want to talk to you. I want to bless you. I want to show you these things. And he's like, now right now is that really is now really a good time he's like now is the perfect time you don't understand like this is the perfect time for you to accept this and absorb this and to get this not not to understand it You know it intellectually yeah like you're not going to seminary like you're in the field you're (laughs) understanding it you know it's so That's what I'm encouraging other people to do. You are, and you're doing it, and it's
0: so neat. And I think, (laughs) yeah, like literally take the words out of my mouth as you said the word action. I was like, yes, because I'm just thinking in my head, like clarity comes in action. And Mm. I say this all the time to my clients because they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next because we have a thousand options on any given second to make another move. Mm. And you aren't going to know what the right move is until you make the move just like in dance. You can't do anything. You're not moving if you're not moving, just period. And so allowing ourselves to just move into that, knowing regardless that God uses all things for good. And so maybe you don't make the right decision, but God's gonna use it. And you just keep walking towards his destination, towards him just submitting yourself at every given moment, humbling yourself at every given moment, repenting (laughs) every given moment, knowing that you might not make the right decision and being okay with not knowing. And ultimately that literally circles back to the very beginning of, of us not knowing maybe what the next move is, but being comfortable with the fact that he's already gifted us the expression of movement. And that's why we're here. He didn't put us here to like sit in one space. He put us here to move on his behalf. Because yes. Jesus is within us. And that's where and how he comes to earth through our actions and through our life every single day. Yeah. So I am honored to know you, Joel. I think it's
1: incredible
0: that we Likewise. came into the community. <laughs> and I am so excited to see how you help foster what Cooper loves to do and, and every other child and adult. That you come into contact with because it's not just about teaching the children it's about teaching the adults to become like the children right and um us to (laughs) just fully express ourselves and that's ultimately you know we have to as adults unlearn to relearn um certain things but if you can just allow yourself to be who he created you to be there's so much freedom in that and that freedom comes just like joel said in identity so, I appreciate you. Beat Hunter Dance on Instagram, Beat Hunter Dance Gallery on podcast, beathunterdance.com, all places. You'll get all of the show notes. And so, you guys can tune into him a bit more and follow his journey and his blog and all the things. And it was an honor. Thanks for being here. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah,
0: so cool. Bye, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith_podcast underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners.
1: To start listening to the story behind podcast, visit
0: lifeaudio.com.